eleven o'clock your time, so coffee and beer, yeah? Coffee and beer, yeah. That's uh that's how we're well, doing in the old It's five o'clock somewhere, I suppose, isn't it? Well exactly, right? It's uh <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure somewhere around there it's it's about four o'clock. Actually it's four o'clock your time, so yeah, yeah, it's near enough. <laughs> just, just wait till you hear what I'm drinking. We'll come to that in a minute. Oh, uh, cue the music. Right, guys, uh, you're listening to the Chess Off the Show and the Can Do Nomad podcast as well. Uh, doing a bit of a collaboration this week, so something mm. a little bit different. So we've got Caleb here. Hello. Uh, he's got some beer. What beer you got? Uh, I honestly have no idea. My uh, sister and brother-in-law were in town, and they uh, dropped off some fancy strong beers. That's all I can really make out of it. Great Lakes Brewery. It's all comic book themed and stuff, so I was like, fuck it, why not? Yeah, <laughs> sounds good to me, actually. I need to get me some of that. I, um, I, said, I said that before we came on air, I said I couldn't find any beer. Um, we had Cause Light, and I was like, I can't be doing that. Oh, no, disgrace. So what I've got is I actually have a bottle of the Kraken Black Spiced Rum sat oh. here. Because oh, I love cracking. this stuff. Here we go. Kraken. All right, I'll uh, I'll crack my beer and you have your Kraken. How's yeah, that? Yeah, I'll crack the can of Coke to mix into it because I, I am not drinking <laughs> neat rum. All right, <laughs> I've made that mistake once over the years. Never again. Jeez. Well, here's the double podcast. Yeah. Nice crack. Hopefully that's. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing the crack because you know it's a can of Coca Cola that's going in this. Yeah, that's that's disrespectful to the Canadian culture here. The yeah. land of the land of make believe is from. Uh, <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Um, right. Hang on. I better make sure oh, I wow. mix this right. That's actually really good beer. I'm I'm quite pleased with that. Is it actually? What's it called again? Uh, Great Lakes is... Brewery, wasn't it? Yeah, it's Great Lakes Brewery. Down in uh, Moxie. From, from Toronto, from the looks of it. Yeah, Toronto. That's uh, it's about an hour north of where I am. Mm. We're southern Ontario, Canada. Yep. We do not live in igloos. Just, yeah. <laughs> just so everyone knows this. We're not all in igloos. You have to go a little bit north for that. But yeah. uh, no, I live in a, a lovely bungalow. Nice, yeah. The... Uh, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean about like the. I'm just looking at their website now. It looks amazing. Yeah, that's it's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I figured uh, it, it was for my brother. He's not much of a drinker, yeah. so he left it. And I was like, you know what? If he's not drinking it, I will. And I, I would love to say I saved it for today, but I honestly forgot it was there. And then <laughs> right when I was coming to the computer, I was like, I need a beer. And then I looked. And I'm like, all I got is bottles. Here's a nice can. It's an uh, an American IPA. I don't know what the yeah. difference between that and a regular IPA is, since it's an uh, Indian Pale Ale or something like that. Yeah. Like it's that, an Americanized. It's got cheeseburgers. It. Yeah, 
Uh, there's a company over in the UK actually that did a really really nice. Oh yeah. Beer. A company called Legitimate Industries. They do a lot of the. Uh, they do the beer for. Um, Red's True Barbecues restaurants. So they did. Um, okay. I don't know if they're still going. Actually, looking at this, um, they did. They did one though. It was a uh, stout. I love a good stout. But it was aged in bourbon barrels. What? Uh, and it was ten point four percent per can, and it was sort of like Coca Cola sized can. So what about? Yeah, so like an average, like a good average size. Right? Yeah, about three thirty mil uh, is the standard wow. size over here. It was about that. So that, uh, that a couple of those will uh, definitely knock I, a couple I of those boys I had four the and then hit the bourbon, Ooh. and then um, I don't remember much of that evening. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, um, so the team I am part of, yep. Nomad Airsoft, uh, we kind of started being, like, kind of known for that, that team that likes to drink because yeah. we went to a, one of our first Milsoms in Ontario, and uh, I, we kind of explained it in a previous episode, so if people are listening and want to hear a thorough story about that, they can go to our YouTube channel and check that out. But we, we basically just had a bunch of beers and we're like the only ones in our area. And we looked over and we're like, Oh, there's some people there. Let's go over there and see what they're up to. And they're like, some of them are having beers. Some of them are just chilling, being like moody or whatever. It's like, Oh, you want a beer? Like, yeah, man, I would love one. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. All of a sudden we're just giving everyone beer. And then we had a, another game coming up the previous week. So we're like, you know what? Let's get a keg. Let's just get a big old keg and just give everyone free beer and just kind of see what happens. And now every big event that we go to, people are like, Nomad Kegger! But like, <laughs> I mean, obviously we're trying to be responsible because, you know, you got to be awake for like the entire weekend and all that, right? And uh, Yeah. But no, like last, last kegger we had, everyone, like so many people were into the kegs. We had two kegs and it was gone from... I think it got opened up at like seven seven thirty, and by like ten o'clock they were both empty, and everyone had like three or four beers. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's like I've never seen a keg go out that quick. Yeah, I, I had that at a uh, event. It was um, it was sort of a weekender, but it was all chilled in the evening, social downtime, barbecue, yeah. etc. So uh, the barbecue comes around. We're sitting down. Um, I've turned to my mate Ben, who was doing the barbecue. I said, do you want some spice rum? Like, brand new, one litre bottle of spice rum I brought back. Um, Morgan Spiced as well. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, sure. So we've, we've, we've mixed it all up, started drinking it. Uh, we've had all our food. Uh, I've looked down at the bottle, and I've just gone, Ben, where the fuck's all the rum gone? And there was, <laughs> I kid you not, there was enough for about three cups left oh. in the bottle. Between the two of us, we smashed a liter he, of. He just Jack Sparrow that man. Yeah, like. Why's the rum gone? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why. <laughs> oh no, that's hilarious. And the yeah. worst part of it was it was hot as well. So it was like the oh, next day you wake no. up, you got to play, and it's like. Yeah, I think I'll give it about an hour before I actually go and play. Just to like, I've had some food. I just need to sort of chill out, let my yeah. head sort itself out, and then I'll go play. Yeah, there's been times or two where we've gone to the field and it's like, uh, maybe I shouldn't have had that, you know, 
the last five drinks or so, and it was just like, <laughs> yeah. After a while, you kind of learn, like, okay, let's uh, let's uh, let's let's take it down a notch. We can still drink and have a good time, you know, yeah, bonfires exactly. or whatever. It's, it's right? about being responsibility. Exactly. At the end of the day. So being responsible. I've already lost words. I'm not even drunk yet. I've only taken two sips, and I'm well, already. It's the cracking, man. That, I I haven't <laughs> had cracking in six years. And there's kind of a reason for that. like. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what it work, really works with? This will be really surprising. I was as shocked as anyone else will be listening to this. But um, when I used to do bar work ages ago, I stopped to, because it got in the way of airsoft. To do what um, work, sorry? Bar work. Working in a bar. Oh, bar um, work. Sorry, I thought you said ball work. I was like... No. Um, making balls. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a clean version of what was going through your mind. Um, yeah. It got it got to um, a special promotion on Kraken, and they mixed it with Tropical Red Bull. Okay. It actually works. It's really bizarre. Huh. I mean, a couple of our team members have their smart serve and all that, so they can yeah. they can run the bars if we need it. But I've yeah, never yeah. Uh, never heard of that. I've heard like Jaeger bombs or whatever have you. But yeah, I mean, uh, this was actually like. As a sort of Friday like Saturday a... job, and then I quit that because a it got in the way of airsoft, and b I realised I could earn that sort of wage doing five hours of overtime. Yeah, well, it's an, to it's be no fair, brainer. airsoft uh, you know takes precedence over life, right? It's... It does. <laughs> I mean, Christ, if I if I had um, saved all the money that I've spent on guns this year so far, oh lordy, uh, I could easily have come over to Canada or America to play. Well, uh, you have an open invite. I have a pretty yeah. comfy couch if you want it. Same for you guys if if you want to come over. Um, we've got spare rooms, so uh, excellent. There's always space here. Um, now there's record fact, of this. There's record of that invite. Yeah, there is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to figure it out because um, I've not been to Canada. I don't know what the rules are like for getting into Canada. Uh, I know, I know. When we go to America, actually, it's about five hours waiting at the airport to just see some grumpy looking bloke who goes yeah you can come in yeah uh let me actually because i was i was totally going to do this beforehand yeah because uh, yeah we've actually put this com- uh collaboration together because we were going to sort of discuss airsoft in each other's countries for figure it out for... right yeah so like yeah. i'm just um so nomad airsoft is sponsored by our local airsoft store niagara quartermaster yep so I'm just on their website right now, and I'm just looking up. I haven't been on it on the PC in a while. I'm used to more of a on the cell phone browser. Yeah, I, I do a lot of Field. stuff on there now. I Here we go. Field rules. <clears throat> yeah. So we got so, I, <clears throat> so we got like my rules and stuff are up here and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, pretty sure there's a chart for. Okay. Excellent. Um, yeah. So okay. Like. Um, so in your area, do you? So let's let's start with uh, like safety, for starters. Uh, when it comes yeah. to eye protection, you guys have mesh glasses, correct? Uh, yeah. There there is mesh. Um, a lot of the. Newer players tend to run mesh. You'll find a lot more experienced players running sort of safety glasses, ballistic rated glasses. Which um, makes sense. Yeah, uh, but I mean, uh, they advise full face pro. 
Yeah. But if you're over 18, they don't enforce it. It's sort of your own risk if you don't wear full face pro. Yeah, same here. Well, not same here exactly. So we don't have any mesh for yeah. for eye protection. Yeah. Because there's you know a crap BB or someone's using non-bios or whatever. So when it hits the mesh, it can break a certain way. And you'll, yeah. there's a high risk of getting that shard in your eye. Uh, so we so in my area of town we we enforce uh, a ballistic rating uh, glasses yeah uh, I think it's uh, Z 87 plus or something like that for yeah. the ballistic rating uh, but then it is encouraged to wear full face protection if you can like you can yeah. get the um, the lower face mesh paintball mask is always recommended um, I personally use uh, shooting glasses, and a, and I get a mouth guard from the sports store. Personally, yeah. I I don't like the face mesh. It's I have a weird shaped face. It gets caught yeah. in the beard. It's it's just very uncomfortable the whole time. And then with the mouth guard, I can you know easily remove it if I want to yeah. have a snack or something. But I know I know what you mean about the mesh because um, I find that a lot as well. I've gone to the one tigress uh yeah. mesh so it's just the front bit is mesh itself then the sides will be foam sort of like yeah just padding so it's still i actually just you stole bit, that but... from my uh from my girlfriend i have a game coming up next week yeah and, uh, uh, the only issue i have is where i wear swordings you can't sit it right because mm-hmm. everything gets tangled up so you lose the seal on your swordings which yeah. obviously they're there to protect my <clears> ears especially playing a lot of cqb oh yeah okay um because, like, where, where I work for day job, I'm always listening for machines, and if I hear crashes or whatever, I can go and deal with that. And, like, if I can't hear that, I'm going to be going, huh? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Um, what? <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I, the only issue I have is the strap. So, to get it to sit right, mm-hmm. it ruins the seal on the sorting, so I have to sort of have it loose and then just push it up over my face, and if it comes loose, it just push it back up, yeah. which can be a bit annoying when you're out in the field. Um, so if anyone comes up with a decent solution for swordings and a full face or sort of a full mesh lower or mesh well, padded lower. So I I have uh, two different kits recently. I yeah. got my plate carrier kit and I got my chest chest rig kit. Yeah. Uh, naturally, the chest rig kit is a much lighter uh, loadout. Um, still rocking the same, my same M4 base style gun. But when yeah. it comes to my plate carrier rig, I I rock a helmet with that, and I I got my face mesh clipped into that. Yeah. Only because when I'm rocking that kit, I I plan on being very close quarter, so like I wear a mesh that kind of floats around. I find for for my face type that is the best fit for me. Yeah, I mean I I did try wearing a helmet. A few years ago, mm-hmm. but I'm a big sweaty guy, and yeah. it was it was hot. You know, people were falling over with dehydration in this weekend. In fact, it was a couple of weeks ago, sort of date wise, uh, within the last few days. In fact, um, did you guys get hit with a heat wave as well? Yeah. Oh, mate, oh, it's been unbearable. We, I mean, for for us, it's been hitting. Mm-hmm. I suppose in your temperatures, if you're in Fahrenheit, it was about 100 degrees. Fahrenheit. 
Uh, uh, or thir- they 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 reckon at the moment it was we, thirty-eight point seven Celsius. Yeah, we we were between thirty-five and forty Celsius. Yeah, they, mm. they reckon that, that that's not been confirmed at the time of this recording. But if that comes through, uh, it's going to be the record highest temperature for the UK. Wow! And like I tell you what, I got to work. Stepped out of the car, my sunglasses immediately steamed up <laughs> from the hot, and um, oh, no. like it was like breathing soup. Yeah, it was just the air was so thick, thick with the heat. Because um, we, we still have a lot warm. of humidity in this area yeah. of Canada. Yeah, it's the same for like us far as well, west yeah. Canada, like Edmonton, Calgary. It's very dry out there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you come out here and you just feel your lungs just feel like fill up with just like moist air it's just yeah. it's not comfortable yeah but, that's the trouble uh, is the humidity um yeah i don't like when i rock my my helmet though i usually have a bandana underneath it because i i do sweat a lot yeah. uh you know trying to keep hydrated and all that stuff and uh yeah i usually rock a bandana so when i do take my helmet off if it's getting too steamy or whatever then my bandana just kind of keeps that sweat out of my eye. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, I, f- I usually find that works pretty well. Uh, or I just rock a boonie, just to keep the shade off. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it, I mean, that's the trouble. I mean, I went to the Combat UK private weekend a couple of weeks back, and mm-hmm. I didn't even get my plate carrier on over that weekend. I deliberately didn't run the roaming, <laughs> because I've only got a plate carrier set up for it. Uh, yeah, so I ran yeah. the 416 all weekend. Um, oh. Just because it's too hot, it, it was like I am not putting a uh, not putting a plate carrier on. Yeah, well, that's that's re- the reason why I got myself a chest rig this year. I don't buy like a bunch of stuff within a couple of months, thinking this is what I want, and then it turns out, oh no, this is the exact opposite of what I want. Like, like I like I bought my plate carrier two three years ago and. I haven't done anything to it or gotten anything new since then. Or like my rifle, I have one, my one main rifle, and I have like a bolt action and a shotgun. But then like that's it. I very I keep it as as clean as possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this year, I was like, it is getting to that point where I think I have to get myself a chest rig because it's getting so bloody hot out, and yeah. honestly. It's hard to touch the toes when you're rocking a, a plate carrier like like mine. It's it's. I mean, I can't touch my toes in the first place, but it's harder with the plate carrier. Yeah, I have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. No one can touch their toes. <laughs> their yeah, if you can, it's 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 nuts. Yeah, you've got to have the um. Yeah. At, at work, this is what's known as the company belly. Um, the company it's, it's belly. A, yeah. It's a running joke that where where I work you have the uh, Baker belly, which okay. is the uh, the uh, shall we say the fuller figure. <laughs> um, yes. Um, what did my girlfriend call me the other day? Uh, festively plump, and I was like, "How the hell am I festively plump right now?" She's like, "Christmas in July." I was like, "All right, <laughs> all right, that's fair. I'll go with that. Like, that's uh, that's solid." But. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, just cracking uh, open the cracking again. Oh baby, yeah, I'm really enjoying uh, this Great Lakes Brewery American IPA. 
The issue now it is... It is definitely a strong beer, though. Holy I only... I made the fatal mistake of only bringing two cans of Coke up with me, so now, if I run out, it's uh -oh. neat rum. <laughs> and who knows what could happen by the end of this episode if it's neat rum. Do you know what? This is actually the first episode that I've been drinking in. You know what? Uh, that's the that's that's kind of the influence we have here at Nomad yeah. Airsoft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking it. I don't, uh, I don't really tend to drink much anymore anyway, um, just because, you know, I'm usually out playing. And yeah. I'm, at the time of the recording, I'm off for the weekend, so uh, I'm making the most of it, and I'm just having a couple of drinks. Uh, I'll order some takeout in a minute. There you go. I'm just torn up between Indian food or Chinese at the moment, or do I order a dirty great cheeseburger? Oh, you know what? I have actually a pretty decent Chinese shop down the street from me. Mm. It definitely doesn't look like much on the outside, but I've never also been in, on the inside. I've only gotten delivery. Their food looks okay, yeah. so I can't complain. But uh, oh, there's a Chinese restaurant in the UK. It's near. Uh, I used to, I used to be quite heavily involved. I've mentioned it a couple of times in here with the cadet forces, the air cadets. Okay. Uh, so I spent a lot of time doing the radio comms training for the cadets up at RF Halton. Okay, yeah. Uh, which is where sort of the basic training's done as well for the recruits. Uh, so you'd see the recruits walking through with about 80 Domino's pizza boxes. Oh, like, they, they must have loved them. They must have loved... Domino's must have loved the Air Force because you used oh, to see them. Oh, man. We used to get a Chinese on a Friday night. So you drive down to the Chinese shop and you know the stereotype of Chinese food. Yeah. I kid you not, this Chinese restaurant was next to a vet. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Literally, you have... I'm, the, I'm not the saying it. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> We're, uh, we influenced you enough with, uh, with drinking on your show now. I'm not influencing any more of that. No, I know, but the oh, stereotypes no. in your head just sort of kick in because. Yeah, I'll let uh, I'll let the audience interpret that however yeah. they feel fit. Um, I'll but... happily say that there were the rumours with a Chinese restaurant over in um, oh. one of the local towns near me that they apparently it shut down. No one knew why, and then the rumours started that apparently dog meat was found in the uh, freezers. Oh. Now, how oh, true no. that is, I don't know, but. There are enough independent people start saying it. You've got to start thinking there's got to be truth in this somewhere. But don't wow. get me wrong, I love Chinese food. Um, it's so good. It is. You don't care what it is at the end of the day, you're just eating it. No, exactly. Um, um, we've got distracted really badly. Already. Where? Yeah, where were yeah. we branching from? Uh, we're on safety. Uh, we've right. gone from safety to Chinese food. <laughs> we just kind of went opposite in direction here. This is how this is working. This is why I love these collab episodes. We can follow everyone's rules and no one's rules at the same time. Exactly. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah. Okay, so you guys rock uh, mesh glasses. We do not. Yeah. There's a big difference right there from the. From yeah, the I, I did. I did hear that it's the same in America as well that they don't use the mesh glo goggles. Um, no, I, 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 yeah, in America and Canada, it's. Zero zero mesh eyewear for sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, I've I've gone off it anyway. I used to wear it when I first started. Um. I came away from it because sort of when you're in the low light situations, uh, it doesn't help. Now I've started using yellow 
tinted glasses in okay. low light situations for CQB <laughs> just because I found it helps take the edge off the light if people come around with torches and stuff. Yeah. But you can still see enough with your, sort of your natural vision in the dark. That, um, so do you play games that are like uh, in the UK? I assume that you guys play games that's like tan versus green. Uh, it depends generally. what it is. You do get some events that are tan versus green, but generally speaking, a lot of game days will be just rock up in whatever. Yeah. Um, like so your skirmish you like days, your milsims, no armbands or something. Yeah, and then you sort of your milsim events will, for want of a better term, tan versus green, but it'll be yeah. certain camo rules and yeah, like so. uh, multicam versus multicam tropic, uh, yeah. woodland green versus tan tiger stripe or whatever or some events where you can go full slav and yeah on your trackies <laughs> and your trainers and throw on your track pants in mid-july guys it's a good idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so in our neck of the woods we like generally it's a lot of tan versus green yeah unless it's uh like a skirmish walk-on day where they give you armbands of blue and yellow or purple yeah. or whatever Whatever duct tape was on sale, I guess. Yeah. Do you find um, that people have refused to wear the armbands as well? I know of a couple of individuals uh, in the UK who've said that it ruins their camouflage when they're all oh, done. Ruins the clothes with duct tape? No way. Just, no, wash, like, just give like, it a they, wash afterwards. Because, yeah, but because they're all gillied up, they say, no, it gives oh. them a position away because it's a colour and then they've refused to wear them. Well, uh, armbands are used for like the walk-on days, correct? Not, not yeah. Uh, big even names. at walk-on days, they start kicking off. Well, I can't wait. yeah. <laughs> that, that, I call them. I'm going to say that they're stupid for complaining about that because how else are you going to know if you're on the team or not? Yeah, well, exactly. Also, depending on how shaggy your ghillie suit is, that you can't see it half the time, anyways. Like I've seen them put the armbands on. It's like cool. They put their arm down after they're taped up, and it's mostly covered anyway so i'm like yeah oh okay that one guy that's rocking the ghillie suit he is not on our team so if you see a bush that's moving shoot it like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think when it comes to like to skirmish games rocking a ghillie suit's a little too advanced because yeah. it is just like you know half hour games or so like depending on how long it goes but generally it is a half hour uh <clears throat> battle or whatever you want to call it uh, so yeah. I, th- I think it's a little far fetched to rock a ghillie, but they are really cool things to rock. Yeah, like I've only rocked a ghillie once or twice, and uh, one of our teammates, Rocket, and I are planning on making ghillie suits together. Yeah, uh, maybe for next year we'll see. Um, <clears throat> but back to the glasses talk, the yellow lenses. Yeah. I used to rock those thinking, oh yeah, it's great, it'll, if it's a little dewy out, it'll brighten things up, but yeah. my biggest issue is that everything is yellow. It and is then, really off-putting when you take then, them off in the safe side. Well, yeah, so then everything's yellow, and then it's like, okay, I see a guy off to the distance, and he could be wearing multicam, or he could be wearing multicam tropic, and I can't tell because it's all yellow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, so, yeah, I can see that actually. Right. Yeah. So I I wear clear glasses. Um, I used to rock sunglasses, uh, like uh, Oakley M frames with the yeah. with the dark tint. I used to rock those all the time too. 
but then uh, there's a field in Picton, Ontario called PRZ Paintball and yeah. it is a, an abandoned uh, insane asylum and it used to be a hospital in one of the world wars and stuff it, it was, it's really cool uh, except for it could be high noon it's as bright as it's ever going to be and you go into one of these rooms and it is pitch black yeah. Or it's just so dark that you can't see because you're wearing sunglasses, so you have to use a flashlight. So after playing places like that, I just start going strict uh, clear glasses and, you know, just kind of going from there. Do you know what you need? You need, a new, you need an O-light. A what light? O-light torch. Oh, I, I, I have a, f- a, a flashlight on my rifle. Yeah. But, like, when... It's it's like walking into a room of the house with the lights off, yeah, uh, and like the curtains are shut or whatever. It's like oh, no, naturally I can still see everything, but if I'm wearing sunglasses, then it's just so yeah. dark that I have to put with, a with the O lights. It is literally like putting a uh, put turning the sun on, basically. Yeah, I got I got a bit of stick from one of the guys for these actually because I've brought a few now. I've got three. I've got one pistol one. Okay. Uh, one of the PL Pro Valkyries, and two of the M2R Warriors on my rifles, mm-hmm. but it is literally like daylight in a torch. It's it's fifteen hundred lumens. Holy so you, crow! And it strobes at fifteen hundred lumens as well. That is that's pretty gnarly, man. Like uh... we, we went to a site the other week, and um, they they sort of said in the um, safety brief. Uh, does anyone suffer from sort of photosensitive epilepsy? Oh and, no! And one of, and no one put their hand up, and one of my friends turned around and said, "Well, we'll soon find out with Andy's torch." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of those torches, like I'm not epileptic, epileptic. There it is. Yeah. At all, but like some people come up with like some crazy ass like strobe lights, and I'm yeah. like. Oh man, like I don't know, like, yeah, I, like I don't know if my eyes are just adjusting to it or whatever, but like I'm not feeling so good. Yeah, I mean the thing I like about these as well is they're so easy to charge because it's literally just you plonk a magnet on the bottom and it charges. Plug it into USB, what? put a magnetic base on the torch, and it will charge. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm old school when it comes to my kind of things. Like I, I gotta yeah. take the battery out and charge it up. But I, I honestly could not tell you what torch I have on my rifle or whatever. Yeah. Like, I found my flashlight that I rock on my battle belt. <laughs> uh, luckily, it uses the same battery as my rifle light, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just kinda, I just kind of got lucky when it comes to that part. Um, okay, so that's, that's glasses. Yeah. What sort of FPS limits do you guys have over the Excellent. In Excellent question, my friend. Um, I can tell you now, the UK legally. You guys is, are probably a lot higher. Uh, we're 1.3 dual fully automatic, uh, single shot semi auto only, 2.5 dual. Um, but most sites will tend to run about the 350 mark for. Which I think for, is about for one like point... the, for like the standard ARs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. which I think is about one point one three off the top of my head, and then it'll be about five hundred. Yeah, 
and then it's about 500 FPS. Uh, so I'm on our local team's uh, website here. Yeah. Uh, so we we kind of have certain rules, or like if you rock an LMG, you have to rock a sidearm with it. Including yep. DMR and bolt action. I, I don't know if that's the same with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because because you've got a minimum engagement of okay. at least 20 meters. Most sites run at about 30 mark for the higher powered stuff. But yeah, we, they've got to have a sidearm for the close engagement. We, we should have had a conversation of uh, if we're going to use Imperial or Metric systems. Because uh, the people that are going to listen to this are going to be like... Well, 30 What's meters. The... <laughs> Let's figure that out. That's... If it's roughly three feet to the meter off the top of my three head, feet is a meter. 90 feet, yeah. So About three 90 feet, feet. Three feet minimum equals engagement. one meter. Yeah. So about 90 feet minimum engagement. So for anyone that's listening in Canada... 60 to 90, yeah. <laughs> three feet is one meter. So... On Niagara Quartermaster Airsoft uh, website... NiagaraQuartermaster.com, if anyone is curious. When it comes to a, a, a standard rifle or a pistol, so M4, AK, yep. just a standard AR uh, style, our max joules is 1.43, and right. in an FPS, that is uh, 320. 1.43? Is 320 FPS. Uh, and then, I don't know if you guys have like a, an enga- you guys have engagement distance, that's what you talked about like a second yeah. ago. Uh, but you're not required a sidearm, and you're allowed to like kind of come up to someone, and if it happens that you point blank shoot them, yeah. you're fine. I mean, yeah, with, with, with your standard ARs and your pistols, yeah, yeah that's, we that's do, the same we do in the have UKs. A, on our field specifically, we do have a, a mercy rule yeah. where if you're within 10 feet and you have the drop on them, yeah. give them, offer a mercy. If they try to, like, you know, yeah. go all John Wick on them, then it'd be like, oh, shoot them. Uh, yeah. I, I do, like, uh, as a team, we do play a lot of, like, out-of-town games, so we're used to a lot of no mercy rules. It's like, you pay to get shot at, you're going to get shot at. Yeah. So it's uh, like, the it's moment the same you have the drop, in the UK, you yeah. It's the same in the UK. There's a, there's a couple of sites that will have different mm-hmm. rules, but generally speaking, it's a case of, it's an optional rule, but if they reach for their gun, yeah. shoot them first. But um, I, there's one specifically, uh, the jail, which will say within six feet, you have to offer a surrender, and they have to take it. Uh, oh, they that, have to take it? Yeah, that, okay. that, that's, only, that's only literally within point blank, just so you're not deliberately hurting people, shooting them in the head or stuff. Yeah, um, the worst is like coming up to someone and you know you got the drop and you're like, bang, bang, but then yeah. they're like, no, I bang, banged you. It's like, I could just pull the trigger and yeah. bang you now. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 I mean, we don't tend to have a bang rule. It'll just be an optional sort of surrender rule uh, at yeah. most sites. Now, I I didn't argue it, but there was one guy the other week at a game who decided to jump around the corner and try and offer a surrender when there was me with six other guys oh, and he wow. had a grenade launcher. 
No, I took it because he had the grenade launcher, but well, you know, I've literally got my rifle trained on him as well as five other people, six other people at this point, you know. Well, that's the thing. When it, like if that happened here, yeah, and Buddy's got a grenade launcher sh- like pointed at me, yeah. By the time he's like mercy or whatever it is you guys say, I know for a fact that the rest of my teammates, including me, would probably have shot him already like, yeah. before he even said a sentence. Yeah, but exactly. That's the thing. If, if it's within six feet and you have to offer it and they have to take it, that's that 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 can get yeah. iffy. Now this is only at a very specific site, and it does work. They've got a lot of different rules that. Um... I mean, I find a lot of rules, I don't know about you guys, but they'll be site-specific as well. Yep. So it's very much sort of, right, this works for us, this doesn't work for us. Um, yeah, like like uh, like the <clears throat> the FPS uh, chart that I have here yeah. is specific to our local field, but it's a pretty general, like, this is roughly where a lot of people are, are at when it comes to, like, FPS limits and stuff. Yeah, it's just like engage, uh, mercy rules and stuff like that. It's very optional. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, um, it's very much down to the sites. Yeah. So I'm just uh, doing some posts for Instagram as well while you're talking. Uh, that, that's fine. Uh, so then, when it comes to our LMGs, light machine guns, uh, our max jewels is one point four three. Which is the same as our standard rifles and pistol uh, limit. Yeah. There is an engagement distance um, of ten feet or two and a half meters, if you will, roughly. Yeah. Um, you are also required a sidearm because LMGs n- usually can't shoot within buildings because it is a full auto only rifle. Um, some fields do allow if it. Some fields are, are very weird with it, where um, if the real, like, real steel version of that gun, if it's able to shoot uh, semi-auto, and your rifle can shoot semi-auto, then if you're in a building, you switch it to semi, and then you can still use it within, uh, in, indoors and stuff. Um, some pl- places say... If you mod it to be able to shoot in semi-auto as well, that is also allowed. Yeah. So it's very iffy on that one. Uh, but pretty much at our field, it's LMGs or LMGs. Like, it's pretty known to be full-auto rifle. You know, don't be a dink and, you know, just hold the trigger for 10 minutes just shooting at everything. Like, we encourage burst fires as opposed to just holding it. Uh, so, like... You know, uh, some people like yeah. You know, a couple like little like three BB bursts or whatever. Some say three seconds or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I'm not much of a LMG guy myself, so I don't really follow uh, closely on the rules. Yeah, uh, I mean, um, <clears throat> a lot of sites will sort of encourage burst fire. I went to a site once where there was no sort. We actually got them to implement a burst rule, uh, sort of like a minimum. Or sort of maximum time, sorry, for uh, yeah, like pulling if you, the trigger like if because you're... literally he had a, he has sort of three thousand BBs in that drum mm. mag. You know, he's literally holding the trigger. There was literally no way we could push up on this area. It just ruined the game. Yeah. And 
after that, we spoke to the site owner who I actually <coughs> got along with quite well, and um, we just said, look, you need to have a think about your rules for full auto with LMGs because that was just ridiculous. There was nothing we could have done to get there. Yeah, and like and that's the thing too. If you're if you're voicing a concern in a conversational way, like um, like hey man, I had a great time. These are some of the concerns I had. Then the person, like the field owner or whatever, be like, oh, wow, okay, great. Thanks for your input. I'll make a note of that. There's some people that'll be like, oh, these people are... And just start flipping out and giving everyone the bird or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and then it's like no one wants to listen to that person because yeah, they're can, being irrational. I can, name you, well, I can name you one site owner in the UK who literally just turns around and goes, well, I'll do this this way because that's the way I do things. End of. Yeah. Kind of thing. And that doesn't work either. That's, uh, that's detrimental to a site's reputation at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, for sure. We, tur- we turned around after their first game earlier this year and basically said, one of the guys said, like, look, you had too many people turn up. You know, it didn't work. You hadn't run any test games. You're charging people full price. We've turned up, and it's just too stagnant. You've got no cover, which mm. they then added in. But he turned around and said, well, I can't cut the numbers because I need to pay the rent on the site. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's hard. Yeah, like, thankfully, because we are sponsored by this store and their field, like, we do have yeah. nice rates. And even... Like we like we ran games there when we weren't uh, sponsored as well, and they're really nice rates where it's like, um, some t- like there's options of you know x amount of dollars for the day, or yeah. x amount of dollars per per person that shows or whatever. Like it really depends too on what the game is and what's happening and what season it is. Because if we're trying to play a game in the winter, no one wants to go to that. Uh, but if it's in the summertime where it's beautiful out, then everyone yeah. will want to go. Yeah, that's the trouble with winter games and outdoor sites, isn't it? I, I mean, mm-hmm. let's be honest. We we don't have the snow that you guys do in Canada. <laughs> yeah, we we literally can build a, a new house with the snow that lands in the backyard sometimes. Whereas here, we, <laughs> we, we have a slight dusting and the entirety of the UK comes to a standstill. Oh, no. I'll I'll have to remember to send you some links later in the year if it snows or early yeah. next year. It literally comes to a standstill. There were people stranded at, at this hotel what? in in Cornwall this year because it snowed. How and much snow snowed, was there? Uh, sort of like four to six inches. Wow! And I'm sat there thinking, Canada, they <laughs> get feet of snow and everyone goes normal. Oh my god! I. Oh man! But it, it, again, it proves like you guys are more geared up to it than we are. I tell you what, I played a game in the snow at the jail again um, last year, twenty eighteen. You freeze your buns off or what? I was I was stood out on a sports field waiting for people to turn up because oh. uh, the way the way this first game was run, they were getting used to the site and they didn't run it the best, uh, which was fair enough. You know, it was first game of the day; they'd not played the site before; they didn't know how things would work tried something it didn't work yeah but i mean with the wind chill it was hitting minus 11 and there's me stood in my kit going wow really should have put another couple of layers on but you know <laughs> i was actually surprised because everyone yeah. pretty pretty much everyone turned up there were only a few people i spoke to who dropped out and we had a full game day but well is that like, that minus 11 the minute it comes Fahrenheit to, to or uh, uh, celsius. celsius okay 
I was just using Fahrenheit because uh, I've done a lot of work with uh, Americans recently, speaking okay. to them about temperatures, and they couldn't. They're they like couldn't a... get their heads around Celsius. So, if we do they... both, <laughs> okay, they they couldn't do Celsius. No. Weird. Maybe it was just they couldn't be bothered to go onto Google and I don't know. convert. From what I understand through the internet, Canada is a make believe area of of ice and snow and. That's fine with igloos. me. Igloos. Yeah. <laughs> South Ontario, and we all live in igloos. I mean, I could send you a picture of my backyard, and it is hot outside. Yeah, I could send you a it's... photo right now, but it's raining, and it's horrendous. Oh, that sounds awful. You should come hang out with us. I mean, we, we've, gone fr- we've gone from heat wave. Uh, this week's been weird, right? So it was... Oh, yeah. Uh, one day it was 32, 33 degrees C. Uh, I got home from work because I was on late shift the last week when we were recording yeah. this. Um, got home from work at about midnight. Thunderstorm. Then, as quickly as it turned up, it went. Uh, then the next day, it was hitting 38-ish. And yeah. then thunderstorms again. And it's just been all over the place the last week, the weather. I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, the um, weather is It's just a sign of the apocalypse. So Yes, the apocalypse. Jesus is returning. Yeah, thank, thank God we've been doing all this training for the apocalypse in airsoft defense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In case there, are, in case anyone's allergic to cornstarch, you're screwed. Uh. Like, yeah, that, that's what I love about airsofters too. They're like, ah, I'm, I'm so ready to like do this badass thing, and I'm like, okay, go do it. And they're like, oh, I don't know how or whatever. <laughs> it's just like airsoft is is just. LARPing, right? It's like, uh, like we we. I'm just waiting for all the milsim types, the hardcore milsim types oh, to um, go like get completely triggered, going to meltdown. You know, all yeah. the posts with uh, that I've seen on the UK Who... groups where you small letter, capital letter, small letter, capital letter when they're yeah. typing messages. It's like uh, everyone's gonna be saying my name wrong, probably. Like, who's that? Kando guy of the Nomad. Yeah. I had to double check to be fair. I, That's I, fair. I was calling it Kando, but I, we've ter- we've figured that out. And you've it's a you've it's Kando attitude, baby. Kando yeah. attitude. I mean, that's the thing. That's what you need in airsoft, isn't it? I mean, well, exactly. We've gone we've gone over the differences in sort of safety and that. Um, that's another thing. Do you guys well, use the barrel socks? Yeah, let's get back to airsoft topics yeah. here. <laughs> um, Do you guys use the barrel socks in the in uh, Canada? I know that's a thing in um, America. In, uh, uh, a lot of yeah, so America, yeah. it's it's a thing. Canada, not as much. Yeah, um, it's something I've not seen in the UK. I've actually got one sat downstairs from Amped Airsoft. A, because I got sent it, and B, because mm-hmm. I wanted to see what it was about. But I could I actually see the sense behind it. We had an incident at a site a couple yeah. of years ago now where a couple of lads were fucking around with a sniper rifle in the safe zone. One of them didn't check it, pulled the trigger, dicking around. Nothing the site could have done uh, yeah. about it because it was two lads fucking around, but one of them ended up losing an eye. Oh, shit. Now, That's barrel sock... Bad. That's going to get rid that. of it, yeah. You know, you've got something catching that BB. Yeah, so... At our local field, Niagara yeah. Quartermaster, in case anyone missed that part. <laughs> um, so, our rules are... There's... Um, we have our safe zone. You walk through a... A little bit of a doorway area. 
and then to get to the field you can go left or right and yeah. there's a there's a sign in either direction when you're coming back to the safe zone that says magazines out so you take yeah. your magazines out you shoot at the ground or the bush or whatever to clear your rifle so the biggest rule is if you're in the safe zone no magazine is in your yeah. your AR your LMG if your LMG is like it kind of has to stay in or whatever you can leave it out in the play area because there's a table yeah uh sniper rifles pistols no magazine and any gun in the safe zone yeah they also encourage no dry fire as well because even after you come back you clear out and whatever who yeah. knows they do not encourage uh, encourage any kind of firing in the safe zone yeah well, that, that, again, that's a thing that in the UK that people are enforcing more and more and more since this yeah. incident that we spoke about. Um, generally speaking, it was a thing anyway, but it, it always annoys me because you always get one guy that will turn up and then when no one's looking, he'll quickly fire his gun into his case. Well, I'm yeah, thinking, nobody's right? and, got iPro on here. What are you doing? Well, exactly, and they're they're like I've seen where it's like um, you know everyone's looking all tactical. They got their belt on with their pistol on them and stuff, and then some dingus happens to me like all the time will like try to take my rubber knife or they'll try to like steal my pistol or whatever just being a dink about it yeah but you know they grab it or whatever and you're like yo what the hell and then they're like ah got you type thing it's like if if it was like like i trust my friends who are messing around with me and my kid or whatever like they're not just gonna like pull the trigger at me or whatever but yeah. there's a bunch of teenagers out there teenagers are are known to be stupid i mean adults as well but teenager more so yeah my and, last day of school speaks volumes for being stupid as a teenager yeah like i was stupid teenager everyone was we were down and the like, pub on my last day of school Oh, lucky. The minute the pub opened, we, we snuck off and we went down the pub because <laughs> <laughs> we had no lessons. Oh, um, if any of my old teachers are listening, I don't care. That was, that was 10, te- 11 years ago. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, like we really encourage keep your guns as safe as possible because you never know exactly. if someone is like messing around with pistols or whatever, you know, because they yeah. just saw the new John Wick movie or whatever. And they pull the trigger, and next thing you know, oh, there's a BB in it or something. Yeah. Um, but then back to the barrel socks or condoms or whatever you want to call yeah. them. We call them barrel, barrel condoms sometimes, um, or just barrel cover. Yeah. There is a field in Toronto uh, where Great Lakes Brewery is. Yep. And it's called Siege Airsoft, and we uh, I like to go there like once a year type thing. It's it's all indoors because uh, Toronto is a pretty major city, so there's like nowhere outside to go. But it's an indoor field, and they are crazy about uh, those barrel socks. It's yeah. like if if you do not have one, like you're basically forced to buy one for everyone's safety. Yeah, which is really I mean- good. I think it's a good idea in, in respect of just making things that little bit safer. So I just sent you a photo because um, on Instagram because you said about John Wick. Oh, did you? Um, I'm going to check my phone. But yeah, uh, it is a good thing about um, safety. 
Uh, I mean, I think really and truthfully, the thing in the UK. Oh, that thing is mint. Yeah, I know, right? I love it. I shot it today. It's snappy as fuck. But uh, I think I think with the UK, the fact that we've not got a massive real steel community. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of airsofters probably haven't touched a real rifle ever in their life. Um, I was quite fortunate. I've been around firearms for the last twenty-seven years of my life. Sorry, seventeen years of my life. Not twenty-seven. That would have been three. No, <laughs> the last seventeen years of my life, I would. I've been around firearms, so I know safety things and I know how to act around them and stuff. And like people look at me weird. I was like, when I get a gas blowback out of my bag or I get a pistol out of my bag, gas one. I yeah. open them up. I make sure they're clear. I look at them before I start messing around. And that's just the way I've been brought up, but a lot of people haven't. And I think that's half of the problem with the safety side of things. Uh, people just don't know, treat them as real firearms. It's like, oh, this is a toy. Uh, but treating mm-hmm. it as a real one, well, you're not going to go wrong. Thing. Yeah, like, uh, when it comes to a lot of te- like young younger players, they're yeah. playing Airsoft because Call of Duty is awesome, or Battlefield... Or um, whatever first-person shooter games are yeah. out there, PUBG and um, Fortnite. Ah, oh, Fortnite! I was like, I was about to say, what's that really stupid game? Yeah, <laughs> I can't stand that one, but that's my personal preference, and I'm allowed to have one. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of games like that, or you get like, I remember seeing on on YouTube or something, like some airsofter has his GoPro going, and he looks at these like two kids, and the kids like. Give me your bolt action, I'll quick scope him. It's like, oh no, (laughs) so bad. I like you to that. I know, like I just shriveled a little bit, but it's like, like kids don't understand gun safety. Older adults, there's, uh, like I don't know in like in your local area how many veterans are actually playing, but we actually have quite a few people who who have served and they know gun safety and. All that kind of stuff. So it's it's yeah. really nice to see players like that on the field because you have to treat it like a real rifle. And when you do buy a, an airsoft gun locally here, they go treat it like a real gun. Put it yeah. in a gun case. Do not go in public with this ever. Like 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 so many don't do's because yeah, like um, there's there's incidents where some guy tried. I think he tried robbing a bank or something like that. Yeah. Or or whatever with an airsoft gun. That makes us look really bad. There's a guy That's that walked, the trouble, yeah. There's a guy that walked into a local mall, like, I think it was like seven years ago with a paintball gun. And he just starts shooting it up in the air or whatever and walks out. And it was a paintball gun, clearly to us. But people were like, it's a replica gun and this and that. It's like... So you're calling it an airsoft gun, but it's not. It's, that's the paintball douchebags. Like, that's all yeah. them. It's not us. That's the trouble, though. It's uh, the minute someone sees a replica firearm, it's automatically an airsoft gun. And yeah. It's scary. It's scary for the future of the hobby. Um, yeah, well, that's and that's sort of yeah. that's sort of why we've got like the VCRA, the Violent Crime Reduction Act, which is like unless you have a de- valid defence that entitles you to get a realistic one, you have to have a two tone, which is fifty one percent brightly coloured or see through. 
Um, and that, that's as a result of that sort of thing happening. And the more and more people fuck around like that, the more it mm-hmm. affects what we're trying to do at the end of the day. And it's it's scary. You know, if this stopped tomorrow, I don't know what I'd do. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd have nothing to talk about. The chairs of the show would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about uh, different type of beers and what kind of cracking you're drinking and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's the, it's the plain cracking in the glass bottle. Yeah, you've, you've um, seen that on Instagram. I've put that on my. Story. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I shared it. I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, the I'm, whole bad influence bit is hilarious. Well, yeah, this, I mean, as I said to you earlier, um, normally I don't drink on the show. Uh, yeah. It's only because you guys have come on. That yeah, I am. well, this is like I think this is going to end up as episode nine for us. Yeah. Um, maybe, it's maybe 10 I don't know 73 74 yeah I was uh, I was checking out your podcast earlier and I was like man this guy has like a lot more experience in the podcasting world than we do but and we're then I have episodes like this where we just have fun you know at the end of the day I do this for fun it's not a business I, mm. I don't I'm going to be open and honest with everyone. I make no money out of this. I just do it because I like talking to people and hearing about their airsoft experiences. And we've kind of done that a little bit tonight. Uh, we've mostly got distracted with uh, Chinese restaurants next to vets and Kraken and other things. But, um, you yeah. know, it's, it's nice to talk to people about their airsoft experiences and their stories. Because everyone's got such a unique story behind their airsoft life <clears> at the end of the day. You know, for me, it was just... I started... When I was still in the cadets, a few of us bought the airsoft guns and the things we were learning with the cadets, yeah. we were practicing with the airsoft grip. Because um, okay, as I so, saw progress so, through there, sorry, actually, so you, you were in the air force then? No, uh, I was in the air cadets. So air cadets. It's, um, okay. It's a teenage organisation. At the end of the day, I was there from the age of thirteen to twenty. Then, when I aged out at the age of twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I became a civilian instructor. Um, you can go for uniform staff as sort of reservists or whatever they are now because it's all changed since I left two years ago because of work. But yeah. through there, I actually became a qualified range officer up to long range status. So I could do anything long range basically uh, on the cadet rifles. And, okay. Um, so that well, was that was. But at least you get some experience as to like how to hold a rifle, right? And it's like there's yeah. so many kids that are like swinging their guns around. And do you know the weirdest thing as well? From from the ages of thirteen to twenty, yeah. I wasn't exactly the best shot. I could hold my own, but I wasn't the best <laughs> shot. Uh, the minute I turned twenty and I became staff, something clicked, and like I can hold a much better grouping now. I don't know what it is, but. The weirdest part for me being an instructor was noticing that the females that we had coming through were the better shots than the blokes. Yeah. Generally blokes, speaking. That's, uh, that must be a UK term right there. Yeah. The, bloke. the, the, the lads. Um, teach teach the Canadian listeners here. Yeah. Uh, definition blokes of a is bloke. another term for a guy, basically. Okay, uh, right on. But yeah, the, the, the girls were better than dudes, the guys. Um, yeah. I don't know what it was, but we, we had... Uh, one girl there and the minute we realised like her natural ability as a shot yeah. it was like right okay we've got someone we can coach here so um, I actually became a shooting coach as well I've still got all my notes 
Ooh. tucked away in a bag in the corner and that was a two-day course just to go away and learn how to teach people to shoot properly. That's cool. And like <clears> doing <throat> that sort of thing really helps as well. Yeah. Um, but obviously because I was around them for so long, I had that natural firearm safety stacked into my head. Um, mm-hmm. Just tucked away. Like This is how you treat a rifle. This is what you do when you pick it up. Always treat it as loaded, and I can only really sort of encourage people to sort of pass that skill on. At the end of yeah. the day, you know. And the the thing I kind of find with, I mean, with, I like I don't have a lot of uh, real steel yeah. experience. I've I've shot a couple of uh, rifles here and there, but it's yeah. more of a it had one bullet in it or whatever. So you make your one shot and then you hand it off. To yeah. the person who's experienced. Um, but, like, I don't know. Even when I'm in my safe zone or whatever, if uh, if, if, if my rifle's not on the table or whatever um, and it's on me, it's just slung. Yeah. Like, I have it slung normally. I'm not, like, messing around with it or whatever yeah. like that. Like, just basically not not fucking around. Like, <laughs> I don't know. How do you explain? Like, like I Like, I just can't. Imagine how someone can be stupid with one just because of, like, you're in the safe zone. You're not supposed to be messing around with your gun. You're not supposed to be shooting it and stuff like that anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe because, like, I've only been playing for um, four-ish, maybe five years. I don't know. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Once, once you get out of the safe zone, then you start messing with your gun. Like, I don't know, it must be, like, a could be a second nature type thing yeah yeah it, it oh. is it's um it's just knowing how to treat a rifle at the end of the day um yeah. i can only encourage players who know firearm safety even the basics just to pass it on within airsoft yeah because um, we, we we focused a lot on sort of the safety and the power limits during the course of this um conversation sorry i'm just I mean, it's still. Oh no, it's it's past noon now. But like, I still had my coffee going, and I don't know if the microphone picked up me. It did. I, I was sat. I was sat here hoping that was coffee and not something <laughs> else. <laughs> no, no. I you know I made sure the tank was empty before we started. Don't worry. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, passing on firearm safety is a thing I feel mm-hmm. that all airsofters need to do if they know it. You know, you can yeah. you can go on Google and find the four rules of firearm safety at the end of the day these days, and the safest we can make the experience, the better. Um, and it sounds like, actually, between Canada and the UK, there's a lot of similarities mm-hmm. within the rules as well, and, like, your power yeah. limits and such. Yeah, and, and, like, our FPS limits might be off by, like, I don't know, like, our FPS is 320 for standard rifles and stuff, yeah. you guys are 350. That's not much more, I don't yeah. think. And that, um, that can vary as well at sites, you know, it goes down to sort of 328 at some sites. Uh, there was even one site that used to be about 250 for a rifle they wanted. Wow. And they upped that a little bit, but they're still Well, not... I was going to say, how far did you get? Like 10 feet with each shot? Like... Yeah, I mean, it was only a tiny little site. It was made up to mock up a hotel room. So Oh, a hotel or room? Hot- or hotel sort of corridor, so you had eight rooms in it, and it was a tiny little site. Was it good? Because um, that sounds like it might be a little too small. We turned up, uh, I went with some guys I used to work at with at the bar. 
Yeah. And because um, they wanted to try it out, we we booked this day. We turned up. There was only about ten, twelve people there, so we just it was literally nice. an hour. Silly little games, and then off we went, and we had a couple of beers down the bar after. Um, well, there you go. And uh, I mean, it was a really good laugh actually, just having that small number in that tiny little area. Um, we just oh. had so much fun, and it was quite amusing because they all turned up with their rentals, and there's me with all my kit and unloading the car like yeah i've brought all this for like oh yeah this hour i'm gonna kick some ass right now (laughs) (laughs) i think Uh, i took my mp7 actually my gas one which was firing about 270 280 at the time yeah eh? yeah Yeah, like so like that's um are you saying like like you know you play an hour or whatever and then you go off for some laughs that that is literally what we're mainly about it's like yeah you know, we, uh, night before a big game, hand out a few beers, have a good time, like, hang out, uh, just kind of, because, like, like, before, I would notice a lot, you know, it, let's go with basic green versus tan, or whatever. Yeah. You got the green team, they're, uh, they're scheduled to camp on this part of the field. Tan team is scheduled to camp this part of the field. And, like, they're not far from each other or anything like that, but, like, they like they had their own cliques and within that clique would be you know the the teams and squads or whatever and they're all drinking yeah. by themselves and stuff and i'm like after a while i was like why is everyone just kind of like not hanging out like i would like i would like, be wearing like i'm on green team clothes <clears throat> and then i would go over to tan but like hey guys how's it going and they're like oh um fine i'm like oh okay like i guess i'll never talk to you again <laughs> so I just yeah. walk on to the next site uh yeah and then when it comes to the our our small kegger parties or whatever you want to call them it's like now you have green and tan mashed up in the middle of this field all having a great time conversing chatting um there's some famous photographers in the airsoft community uh that go there like uh Ryan Sabat is one of them um KDP, I cannot pronounce her last name. It is impossible, but <laughs> if they're listening, they know. We actually interviewed Ryan Sabad uh, and Katie in previous episodes, uh, so feel free to check that out at Nomad Airsoft. Um, but yeah, it's just really cool, because then the photographers come out, uh, they're chatting too, because like, no one really talks, I, 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 at least I haven't noticed, a lot of people just like going up and talking to, to anyone that isn't on their team really yeah so like game control the people that are running the games um in canada um one of the biggest airsoft games of the year is called nightfall and that happens i want to say early june is when that happened and it's at piercy paintball in picton and and, uh the team that runs it is called force recon <clears throat> I, I I suggest looking them up because they're uh, a bunch of really cool guys. Uh, that team has been around for qu- for quite a while. Um, they just did Nightfall Eight, and yeah. so, so that's eight years of this of this game that's been just growing over the years. And now they started a new game um, called uh, Daybreaker or something like that. Uh, it's happening in October. It's it's very new. I'm I feel so bad that I forgot what it's actually called. <laughs> uh, 
But unfortunately, I'm not going to that one. I already have uh, have a date planned for that. But yeah, like I don't see a lot of teams going up to the Force Recon guys. But like, hey dudes, how's it going? Whatever type thing. Like, uh, we played a couple games with them. Like, having one or two of their guys play with us at other games, and 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 I don't know, just conversing with other people. It's I feel it's weird that people don't do that sometimes. Like I don't know what it's like in the UK when it comes to the community or whatever. Like yeah, you, generally speaking, when I turn up to events, you'll see a lot of people will just sort of muck in, chat to each other. You'll chat. You'll have a couple of beers of an evening mm-hmm. if it's a weekender and there's no gameplay overnight. You have a couple of beers. You start chatting utter shite to each other, and then yeah. the next day you go out and shoot each other and you have a laugh. And it it really helps build the community. Now you do get the odd one or two people that refuse to sort of join in and yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, such, but there there's a there's a dink or two in the crowd for sure. Yeah. Um but like yeah, like Friday night you have a you're sharing a bunch of beers with a couple of guys that are on the opposing team. Yeah. The next afternoon the game has started and you're out there and you know, you shoot buddy or buddy shoots you or whatever like, "Ah, oh, buddy, how's it going?" like, "Oh, great yeah. shot." As opposed to being like, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm trying not to swear so much because I don't know if you swear a bunch in your. Show uh, so, yeah, it's fine. Not you can crack on. on oh it. fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I should have said uh, at the start before we started recording. Really, yeah. Just, yeah. But like, um, um, yeah, you say that. Yeah, one of the funnest moments I've ever had with um, airsoft actually was uh, I was it was at a, get, a private game last year when some guys come over from Northern Ireland to play at the jail and. Um, I was searching for Emma from One Legion UK. Yeah. And I'd I'd been walking around all morning going, I haven't seen Emma yet, where's Emma? And I saw her head popping over a car, so oh. we're just we're just <laughs> just going for that shot. I managed yeah. to get that shot to connect and I just went, Yeah mm. got up in the air cheering and we're going Way! at each other across the site and then I was like, Oh, oh yeah. shit, hang on, I'm still in the game here, ducking down behind <laughs> the car car. Oh yeah. It's it's that's the thing too, like like we're we're out there and like yeah, at first it looks like a bunch of idiots are just drinking a bunch of beer and being stupid or whatever. But then yeah. after a while, you're like, oh shit! Like I just made twenty friends tonight, and you know they're yeah. following me. I follow them or whatever type of stuff. But you know, just just socializing. It's it's such a I I can't wrap my head around how antisocial some some people really are when it comes to yeah. these games. And it's, yeah, like, you know, if we're out at the field and you're on the opposing team and you get me, I'm like, oh, fuck, Andy, good shot, bud, yeah, that's exactly. awesome. Meanwhile, it'd be like, if it was like anyone else, be like, oh, I mean, like, people are usually are, are so pissy when they get shot. It's like, I mean, you got, you paid to get shot at, right? Like, it's not just a one-way street here. You're yeah, not just here to look operator and shoot people. Yeah, you you play playing airsoft. You've been paid to, yeah. Or you're paying to get shot at, and you're paying to shoot people. You know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. don't take it too seriously. And I think that's a great point. Really, we can finish on because uh, I think that's about time for me. <laughs> yeah, it's hitting your limit. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Uh, but uh, we'll have to catch up and do another episode at some point. I would, um, I would absolutely love to do another. Uh another podcast with you i think it's very interesting having um a podcast channel and a podcast channel talking to each other 
yeah uh, in this manner because uh yeah because like you're asking questions i ask questions as opposed to like oh i'm gonna interview this person and then they're like give me those answers yeah exactly uh, no we'll do another one we'll do another episode uh we'll go with your time limit and see how long we can keep me drinking for (laughs) (laughs) to be honest i actually uh finished my beer and then i was like oh i probably should finish that coffee that i got going too so I'm just, yeah, uh, I'm all over I the ran out of today. cans of Cokes the next time I bring more and I'll bring, in fact, no, I'll get some better beer in next time. Well, now that, now that I, I should have given you a heads up on the whole beer thing for sure. Yeah. Next I time. Can, next time I'll bring a multi-pack of Brewdog or something. Yeah, I gotta get, uh, get a good sixer or something like that going. Yeah. Hopefully uh, I don't yeah. sound, uh, too Canadian, uh, for your listeners. <laughs> That's fine, it's, uh. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we've had people from all over the world uh, on the show so far, so it's great to finally get to speak to Canada. Uh, yeah, well, Speaking of all over the world, I'm hoping to have someone from Wales on soon. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I did convince someone that Wales was a different country and they needed to take their passport <laughs> once. That was quite amusing. Part of the United Kingdom, you've got to take your passport. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, like, uh, um, as far as I know, this is the first time like first interview that we've had that's uh outside of canada yeah uh so thank you for and, and thank for you for your experience. time as well for the first guy from canada on my show well look at us we've go. done america we've done the uk we've done germany we've done hong kong actually as well though that wow was that's, that, that's a distance yeah but that was mark from red wolf so i he was in hong kong at the time so i suppose that counts he works okay. for red wolf so <laughs> oh that's pretty cool yeah, but uh, it's been great chatting to you, buddy. Uh, where can people find you guys? Well, we have a YouTube channel, which is, uh oh, I just want to get the actual proper name of this going yeah. here. So where can they find you, buddy? <laughs> so uh, we got the Nomad YouTube page. Yep. Which is... I think it's just Nomad. What the hell? Yeah. Nomad. What the hell? Hold on. I figured it should say Nomad Airsoft. And we'll put a link to that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it no, going to be easier uh, to do a link? If you find Nomad. it later. Yeah. Just Nomad. Good old Nomad uh, YouTube channel. Uh... Wonder if there was like a oh fuck. <laughs> Cause I'm on my I'm on the on the YouTube uh, website here and yeah. Uh, yeah, Nomad Podcast. Yeah, you are just Nomad, aren't you? I've just found just, you. Just just Nomad. Yeah. That's why I was like, what? That's a little weird. Let's subscribe to that when I'm here. Excellent. May as well, right? Yeah. Um But yeah, uh, you're also on Instagram at candu underscore nomad. Uh, and yeah, for anyone listening on your channel, uh, you can find me at uh, the Chairsoft Show on Instagram or Facebook, and um, also on YouTube under the Chairsoft Show. Yeah, sweet. I'm just getting going, and uh, I'll have some review videos up for you guys soon. Yeah, so we got uh, on Facebook. Uh, we're on as the Nomad Airsoft team. 
Yep. Uh, Instagram, Nomad, Nomad Airsoft underscore Niagara. And on YouTube, it's just Nomad, as we, uh, we discovered here. Cool. So, that's awesome. Thank you yeah. once again, Andy. Yeah, thanks for your amazing, time, buddy. Amazing time. I, uh, not gonna lie, I was a little nervous, but, uh, it was like, oh, I haven't done a podcast by myself. I usually do it with, uh, with Mitch. And if there's yeah. a, a solo mission, if you will, then it's usually just him. Um, but yeah, it was a great pleasure to hang out with you. Uh, this time has flown by. Yeah, I didn't exactly. even get to go through my questions even. Like, uh. <laughs> I think we we answered maybe two of them, and we just kind of ran with it. So I'm really yeah. happy with that. And I mean, we 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 do get distracted, but at the end of the day, that's so what airsoft is all about. Because let's be honest, <laughs> how often do people get distracted in airsoft games? Oh my god, yeah, the um, people are but, just picking daisies, really. But yeah, we'll definitely have to get a repeat going in the next couple of weeks, so we can get a few more questions going, and we'll get Mitch on as well and figure oh, that for out. Sure. And, I'll bring we'll lots get... of alcohol. I'll bring a bottle of bourbon next time. Shall we see how that goes? I'll just bring bourbon. Bottle of bourbon? Okay, we can uh, we can up the ante for sure. I gotta... I'll bring a bottle of bourbon and a bucket of ice, and we'll see gotta, how I far gotta... into the episode it gets before it just descends into chaotic got... giggling. Right? I got a thing of whiskey that needs uh, some opening for sure. Right, you heard it here first, guys. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to do a repeat. Uh, that's it do from... A us for this week uh thank you very much for listening to the episode and bearing with us uh take care of each other take your hits observe gun safety i'm adding into this week's closer because we've been talking about that uh don't be a dick and i'll see you guys next time on the chairsoft show and caleb will see you next time on the can do nomad podcast bye for now